I'm watching the midterms, then you would think our country is Mad Max Thunderdome. <laughs> this guy is like, they're coming from Guatemala, they're coming from Mexico. There's a liberal mob that's coming. You want to Trump? You want to Trump? Oh, the president. You ain't support Muslims. think everybody in the country is just like to the bunker no no I'm glad you asked me that question no I'm not having any second thoughts about representing President Trump it is the proudest thing I could ever do what I am having second thoughts about is the license that I stand here with that the people in there are supposed to have I have not because I respect my ethics while I'm on trial. We are live. Saturday, January 27, 2024. It is 12.01 and 52 seconds. This is a commercial-free emergency transmission going out on satellites, AM and FM stations, the Mighty X platform at Real Alex Jones and more. And this is listener and viewer participation to get past the sensors and the AI. Please take the links from Real Alex Jones and Infowars.com forward slash show and the front page of Infowars.com and give it to your email list, your text messages, your neighbors, your friends, your family, because this is a participation sport. Texas has had a giant win, 25 states joining it, massive attention to the collapsed border. This is amazing what's happening. We're going to be covering that coming up in 30 minutes with Michael Yan, who is in Central America. We've also got reporters on the ground at the border. We're going to the border uh, coming up this week. We will be there reporting live. Just incredible things that are unfolding all around us. Texas responds to Biden demands for border access with demands of its own. Governor Abbott tells Tucker Carlson yesterday, he's prepared for conflict with the feds. Biden issues an ultimatum, promises to shut down border if lawmakers pass budget deal to fund Ukraine and Israel, but he means then legalize all the illegals that come across. That's all he's really talking about. And so much more. The Washington Post promoting civil war and so much more. But if you're just tuned in and you're saying, what in the world is sitting on your desk? Well, both of these things belong to my dad, who's a doctor, and he got this skull, it's a real skull from India. Back then in medical school, they had you buy one for anatomy, dentist oral surgeon. So since I was a little kid, he had that skull even before I was born. And then you've got another thing that belongs to my dad that I asked to borrow. This is a 35 million year old crocodile, saltwater crocodile skull. They dug out a sandstone in the Sahara about 20 years ago. Hard to believe an awesome fossil like that. I think my dad paid $500 for it in a, a trip to the Middle East. Uh, I've seen some people see it because I've had it here at the office. And they go, well, I'll offer you 10000 bucks for it right now. Well, it's not mine. Why do I have these on the desk? 
because species come and go, civilizations come and go, dynasties come and go. And I don't want to see humans be a fossil that some future species or maybe aliens dig up. I don't want us to just be a memory. I want our species to go type one civilization, off world, what Elon Musk is talking about. So I don't want to end up like this extinct species of saltwater crocodile. That is the goal, and that is what Team Humanity is really all about. So I thought this would be an interesting illustration. After Viva Fry, great lawyer, great talk show host, breaks down what's happening with Trump and why it's so dangerous for people not just here but around the world. Then we're going to have Michael Yon on to do the deep dive on Eagle Pass and more. And our crew is getting ready to either leave Monday or Tuesday to go down there. We've got a lot of sources, a lot of breaking news. Uh, the feds promised to move in against the uh, Texas Guard yesterday. By, uh, the Texas Governor Abbott said, go ahead and do it. N nothing's happened so far. The convoy gets there in a few days, one of many. We are going to be there live on the ground with our reporters breaking it all down, ladies and gentlemen. Also, coming up, if you're watching or listening on Spaces on X, in the second hour, and I'll probably go longer, we are going to do something that we that nobody else is doing on a multimedia platform that's on AM, FM stations, radio, TV, cable stations. We are now successfully been doing this on the American Journal with Harrison Smith, uh, working with the uh, great Chase Geyser. They've been doing Spaces now a few times last week. So this is my first Spaces simulcasting InfoWars right now. So great job to the crew getting that all hooked up. There are usually a few little glitches here and there, but we're getting this all ironed out. So we'll take a lot of questions and comments from the folks on X Spaces coming up in the second hour and probably continuing on in the third hour, maybe even longer. So thank you for joining us on this pioneering transmission. All right. It's the best analysis I've seen. At the end of the broadcast today, I'm going to air his 12-minute breakdown. I'm sitting there. My daughter's gone to bed. My other kids are moved out. I'm 50 a couple weeks from now. I'm getting old here. It's going to be empty nest, but my six-year-old daughter's asleep. Uh, my wife is uh, cleaning the house. She loves to do that at night. Fine. Don't, don't interrupt her. So I had a big Twitter storm for about three hours, or X storm, and it was just reposting Viva Fry over and over again because he's a great lawyer, he's a great talk show host, but he really nailed it and explained what was going on, not just in that 12-minute analysis or rant, but also in post he did. So I asked him to come back today uh, and just, just talk about how big a deal this New York jury ruling, the second one, uh, with this uh, E. Jean Carroll lady is. So we'll talk to him about that first, because they beta tested it on me, now they use it on Giuliani, Trump, and countless others, and they admit they want to use it against you fully weaponizing the legal system, the courts, and the judiciary. Uh, but first, let's show a short clip from yesterday when Trump's lawyer, Elena Habba, uh, came out and basically nailed them about what had really happened. Then we'll get Viva Fry's breakdown on that. Here it is. No, no. I'm glad you asked me that question. No, I'm not having any second thoughts about representing President Trump. It is the proudest thing I could ever do. What I am having second thoughts about is the license that I stand here with that the people in there are supposed to have. I have not spoken because I respect my ethics while I'm on trial. But let me now speak about what has happened. I have sat on trial after trial for months in this state. 
the state of New York, Attorney General Letitia James, and now this. Weeks. Weeks. Why? Because President Trump is leading in the polls, and now we see what you get in New York. So don't get it twisted, whoever asked me that question. I am so proud to stand with President, President Trump. But I am not proud to stand with what I saw in that courtroom. I'm not finished. Let me just finish and I'll take questions, please. Before I walked into court, that judge decided that every single defense President Trump had, we were not allowed to raise in front of the jury. It is in writing, and I encourage the journalists, the real journalists, to take the minute to look at his orders. There was no proof. And I couldn't prove that she didn't bring in the dress. There was no DNA. There was no expert. My experts were denied. Two of them, two of them were denied to come in. They didn't bring, let me bring up that Reed Hoffman funded Ms. Kaplan. And you know what we got in there? That my witness, who was her friend, who said that she is a drug addict and the drug addict is herself. That friend I found out in there was paid for by Ms. Kaplan's firm and that is disgusting. That is a violation of everything I stand for and that is why I stand with Trump. And that is why so many Americans are so proud that he is running again and so excited to run to the ballot box. But don't get it twisted. We are seeing a violation of our justice system, ladies and gentlemen. You are not allowed to be stripped of every defense that you have. You are not allowed to be told that you can't bring it up. And imagine a point where a judge tells the lawyer before your client, the former president of the United States, the leading candidate and obvious nominee for the Republican Party, before he takes the stand to defend himself, Ms. Haba, tell me the questions you're going to ask in open court and tell me exactly what he's going to respond. And then edited my questions, edited the response he was allowed to give. And guess what my client did? He took the stand. He abided by the rules of this corrupt system that I have seen. We will immediately appeal. We will set aside that ridiculous jury. And I just want to remind you all of one thing. I will continue with President Trump to fight for everybody's First Amendment right to speak. Everybody's a right to defend themselves when they are wrongfully accused and to be able to say, I didn't do it. And to double and triple and quadruple down and say, this is wrong. This is wrong. But we are in the state of New York. We are in a New York jury, and that is why we are seeing these witch hunts, these hoaxes, as he calls them, and this is another one of them, be brought in New York, in states where they know they will get juries like this. It will not deter us. We're fighting, and I assure you, we didn't win today, but we will win. record that was made in there, and the behavior I saw in there, some of which was reported widely today, gave us the most perfect record on appeal, and even if I needed it, which I don't. We were stripped of every defense, every single defense before we walked in there. And I am proud to stand with President Trump because he showed up, he stood up, he took the stand, and he faced this judge. And you know what? I'll continue to do so with him. Yes. Of course, I've spoken with the president. If you know even basic constitution or English common law that we're based on, which is very similar in Canada, all across the UK, Australia, the US, it's all very similar. This is, on a scale of one to 10 of tyranny, it's a 10 and a half, or it's an 11, like they say in Spinal Tap. It is 
so naked it is so brazen and remember in texas they said i was guilty and wouldn't let me defend myself and put on fake evidence one-sided and then in connecticut went further the judge said i was gonna testify that second day i didn't she said if you same thing i don't like again and she gave us a list of 25 things we couldn't say like i was innocent that i would be put in jail for six months they have six months for contempt in connecticut so i said i'm not testifying this is a fraud just like with the january 6th commission i took the fifth 98 times because they're a pack of criminal liars not because i'm guilty so viva fry has done i think the best job we're very blessed to have him even though he's going to take his, his, his one of his children to a birthday party a little bit late today uh, to be here with us i'm gonna try to give him the floor to repeat, but also augment and expand on what he said yesterday. Thank God it's gone uh, viral. And of course, you can find him on X at the Viva Fry, F R E I, and at vivabarnslaw.locals.com. This is so dangerous. I mean, if they were doing this to Democrats, I would be against it. This is this is insane, and 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 they admit they're doing it. So, so what's really happening here? Alex, first things first. I'll show you this beautiful thing that I have on my desk behind me. It's a turtle shell, thirty million years old. And it's beautiful. Um, yeah, well, let, let's, let's not become fossils, but under, everyone has to understand what's going on here. We look back at certain eras where we say it was racial injustice. Uh, you could have a, a man or a group of men totally innocent and have a racially motivated accusation. If it didn't result in street justice, like we've seen uh, you know, political stuff result in street justice today, it ends up with a total judicial injustice. People have to say, it's crazy what is going on. When they defaulted you uh, based on Connecticut stuff in Texas, and then they hold a trial so people think you had a trial. They strip you, Roger Stone, Steve Bannon, Donald Trump, of defenses. So you can't even assert your innocence because the guilt is a foregone conclusion. You go to Trump, and you go into the Leticia James Judge Engeron trial, where they issued a summary judgment determining guilt, and then go on for another six weeks to determine quantum. In this case, you had the original trial in which evidence was not allowed in front of a partisan uh, you know, a lynch mob of a jury to declare Trump guilty, liable for defamation, not liable for rape. Remember, the jury did not- And she had no evidence, PG. so he can't put on evidence. She has no evidence. Well, she had evidence which actually contradicted her own stories, you know, like dresses that apparently weren't made at the time. Uh, a story so outlandish that Trump just runs through uh, the Bergdorf unnoticed that he can commit uh, sexual battery in a changing room. It, it's so outlandish, two and a half decades later. But set that aside. It, the, the, the accusations were baseless, fabricated out of whole cloth. But nonetheless, you get a politically motivated jury to find guilt. They didn't think E. Jean Carroll was raped, so they didn't believe her on that, but they believed that there was battery. And then you get a corrupt, politically motivated judge to come in afterwards and say, no, no, it's sufficiently true to say that Trump was found guilty of rape, even though they specifically said, we don't believe that. doesn't matter. After that, Trump comes out and posts what are two relatively innocuous uh, assertions of innocence on truth, and then she sues for defamation again in the second trial that we've seen, where... He wasn't allowed asserting innocence. They said from the beginning, just like in your trial, the guilt is already proven. We're here for quantum. And then they strip him of his defenses in terms of what he can say in his own defense. The evidence that he can adduce as relates to her potential absolute insanity. I, I, I'll, I'll say it because it's my humble opinion and I think I can substantiate it. She is out of her gourd insane. 
I believe that she fabricated this entire story from the episode of Law and Order where someone was sexually assaulted in a changing room in the bird door. When she comes on Anderson Cooper and talks about rape being sexy, none of this was allowed in. Couldn't say to the jury that her cat is named after a venereal disease, vagina tea fireball. That she gave these interviews where she comes off as absolutely insane. Anderson Cooper almost laughing at how crazy she is. We'll come back at the end of the break. You're fascinating to talk to, Anderson. <laughs> okay, oh, rape is, rape is so sexy. It, it, it's, she's clearly living out some demented fantasies in real time. And I used to say, you know, like, stay out of trouble. The joke on my channel is keep your schmeckle in your pants and you'll, you'll stay safe. We're now seeing you don't even have to have ever met the crazy person in order for them to fabricate a two-and-a-half-decade-old allegation of sexual impropriety, whatever, and then sue you in real time. By the way, worth noting, I know everybody's highlighted it, the legislation that extended the statute of limitations for sexual battery claims was initiated and supported by her. She then files the complaint, the, 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 the lawsuit, after she had successfully, uh, what is the word when people go, lobby for the extension of the time of the statute of limitations to file civil claims, and then gets in front of a jury, they would, they would have convicted or found liable a ham sandwich if you said it was a Republican ham sandwich. And I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, white, black, Jew, Muslim, Christian, whatever. If you look at this and say, I hate Trump, therefore I like this, you're part of the problem. This is exactly how, historically, you had racially motivated convictions, you had racially motivated lynch mobs, uh, in the absence of judicial justice, carrying out the will of a racially prejudiced Yeah, just mob. because they were black, they were guilty. This is now just, as you said last night in your analysis, just because you're a Republican or conservative, you're guilty. I mean, this is a high-tech lynch mob. It's a, it's, a, it's a lawfare lynch mob. And they think now, well, it was done before a court, a jury of your peers? Horse crap. You can't get a jury of your peers in D.C. You can't get a jury of your peers in well, New York. Well, notice how they do it in Austin, or they do it in New York, uh, or they do it in key jurisdictions in Connecticut or D.C. Those are their four favorite places. It is, it's obvious, patently transparent. And they go, and I mean, they will find guilt, notwithstanding any dearth of evidence, or they will exonerate, uh, acquit, notwithstanding damning evidence. You got Michael Sussman, remember Hillary Clinton's lawyer, who actually billed the Clinton campaign to meet with the FBI to give them that bogus steel dossier. Actually billed for it, dead to rights, legally speaking. Well, he gets acquitted in D.C. Trump, standing up facing this two-and-a-half-decade-old fabrication, is found liable. Uh, and liable, even though they don't believe her on the rape, they believe her on the sexual battery, or they choose to believe her on the sexual battery. I, I mean, the system's falling apart. And then, set all that aside, the absolutely ludicrous quantum that they are uh, awarding to defendants. In your case, one point somewhat billion dollars. Or be, you're talking genocide-level compensation amounts. And by the way, that wasn't enough. And people never believe this when I say it. I was on Patrick McDavid a year ago or eight months ago, and he didn't he didn't believe me. Or he halfway did. And they pulled up Bloomberg, uh, Connecticut, Sandy Hook plaintiffs say one point six billion or whatever, not enough. We want two point six seven trillion, the GDP of India. And then and they put on fake financial evidence when I gave them tax returns and federal bankruptcy saying I have no money but a house and a piece of property that isn't even worth a few million dollars. And the judge said, you will, in both states, you will stand down and they put fake financial experts on. And the judge, when I, when the jury was out, I said, your honor, I am bankrupt. I'm out of money. She said, you are a liar. 
and you, you, you will stop lying. So she just is God. Just like in New York, he doesn't get a jury trial on the Trump organization saying that Mar-a-Lago is worth more than $18 million. We can sell it for $500 million to a billion right now. And there's no jury. The judge is deciding. Again, this is not how freedom is supposed to work. Just re remember, everyone has to remember or know what Judge Engelron, who's the judge in the Leticia James uh, fraud case, said in a recording eight years ago, he's talking to a bunch of journalists and he says, look, I've got tools to do what I want. I can bypass a jury verdict with a JNOV, a judgment notwithstanding a verdict. I've got tools and I've got my own biases. I'm a human. I have my own biases. And what this Judge Engelron did... He actually well, said, he I have my own emotions, which I follow, which is, I'm not a lawyer like you, but isn't that the cardinal rule, don't follow emotion? He, it, Alex, he even admitted, am I making the law or am I following the law? Judges are supposed to follow the law, not make the law. What he basically admitted is that he's a judicial activist who has the tools to carry out his biases in real time. And we're seeing it. So what he said eight years ago has come to fruition in that case. This judge here, guilt. You can't admit evidence severely restricted what Trump could say himself. And in then the and part of the show trial, you're about to say it, he, he makes him get on the stand, but has a whole list of things he can't talk about, or his lawyer goes to jail, or he gets defaulted. Explain that. Well, it, it, he literally said, first of all, I, I learned this from Alina Haba and from watching Inner City Press tweet about this. They asked to vet the questions that Alina Haba is going to ask her own clients, and then to know the answers in, 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 in advance. I mean, this is this is kangaroo show trials. I mean, it, it cannot get more paradigmic of a show trial than scripting the questions and scripting the answers. We said this in your case in in in, in uh, Texas. It's a literal show trial when they are controlling what can be asked and what can be answered. And so the judge severely restricts Trump's testimony after or before. I don't remember when he threatened to lock up Alina Haba. Said you're going to do some time. You might risk doing some time. Can you imagine this? And then people are going to say, well, I really hate Trump, so it's worth it. Or after all, I believe E. Jean Carroll, a woman who goes on to say that I would not press charges against Trump because it would be disrespectful to the women south of the border who are getting raped. Do you know what that means to me? It means that you weren't and that you know that it would be an outrageous uh, sham of a criminal charge to do it. But Exactly. Oh, and when I'm wrong, i got to correct myself. I apologize to listeners. I got it wrong by billions. It, it was not, not 2.67 it was $2.75 trillion they asked for. Sorry. Just imagine this, Alex. And they gave the FBI agent who didn't have anyone get killed at the day of, didn't get injured himself. Never never said his name. Killed. None of our reporters said his name. What, $95 million? $90 million to that guy. And they give $65 million punitive damages to E. Jean Carroll after awarding her, in my view, what is ridiculous, $7.5 or $7.3 million compensatory damages? First of all, the woman never had a reputation in the first place, and if she did, it was the reputation of a woman who names her cat Vagina Teeth Fireball. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because you got into this last night. You warned everybody, call it communism, call it fascism. This is the end of freedom. What needs to be done now? Because they've weaponized everything. It's not just happening here. It's happening in Europe with the judiciary. What needs to happen now? Because every time they do this, it backfires. At least it gets Trump's numbers up, but it's still incredibly dangerous. What do you think needs to happen? I would say two things, uh, the first of which is the higher courts have to step in and put an end to the insanity. I would not rely on the Court of Appeals out of New York or D.C. for that matter. They've been proving themselves not just unreliable, but equally as weaponized and partisan, you know, rat ratifying these gag orders, which prevent a defendant from defending himself in the court of public opinion. M madness. So I wouldn't rely on the New York Court of Appeals. But 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the Supreme Court gets involved in state decisions like this. I'm, I'm, everyone should know I'm a Quebec Canadian lawyer, former, but I can you know, ask the right questions. Uh, the higher courts have to step in and say, this is insanity. You cannot strip people of their defenses in front of a jury trial. Go back and order a new trial and let the evidence come in. You know, in Quebec, when a judge refuses to allow evidence in, it's an appealable on by right, like right away. You can't remedy that, uh, that error later on in trial once you've already gone and not had that evidence be admitted. I hope, I, I hope I'm not misremembering. But either way, to deny evidence is one of the most... To deny a fair trial. And, and, and I'm going to say this, not to write myself in the story, it's just true. Imagine I'm sitting there with more bills than money I had, so I was like almost insolvent in the Texas trial, insolvent by the Connecticut trial almost a year and a half ago now. And I see the judge going on national TV, you're a liar, you're worth $400 million, and now we're going to have a day of a financial expert that's never reviewed your books. Shay, you're, you're almost a billionaire. And I'm just sitting there knowing that I never had more than a few million dollars in the bank, a couple of nice houses, and, I'm, and I, it's like the rape of justice. I didn't feel victimized myself. I felt scared for everybody because collectively this was insane tyranny. And I knew, I said at the time, and you said, this is going to be used on everybody, and now it has been. Alex, it's not, you could be worth as much as Elon Musk. It doesn't rationalize or justify or explain away the injustice. It's absolute insanity. They're using the same tactic now over and over again. D deny defenses, default judgments, summary judgments. So the only trial that the public knows of is on damages and not on the merits. Come out with these outlandish, uh, puni they're punitive, but in the politically punitive, not judicially punitive. Oh, that's another thing. A uh, jurors went public, I know you talked about this, and said, we did whatever we had to to stop Trump. So they're admitting it's political. It, it is political. I mean, it, look, punitive damages are intended to deter, you know, the, 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 the bad conduct. But this is just a, they just want to bankrupt Trump and or issue a, a, a ruling that is not, uh, th that you can't bankrupt yourself out of. But the bottom line is they are literally trying to just take someone's assets and give them to somebody else. So, hey, so, so what do we do about this? I mean, the reason I keep raising this, Viva Fry, is I'm sitting there. They've been given my tax returns years before. They've been given that they, they know it's all a lie. And the judge is using her authority to a jury to say he's already guilty and he's lying and he's got all this money and she has no evidence. She just says it. It's, it's like next-level fraud. Don't they get this will destroy any credibility of judges in the future? I don't, well, I don't think they care. I mean, the, the bottom line is they don't care so long as they're wielding the power. And the other thing is I genuinely, genuinely get the impression now they'd rather burn the house down than hand it over after it's been, you know, after it's been taken over. Uh, so, but what has to, the courts, the higher courts have to get involved. They have to get involved on the, you know, the, the immunity claims. They have to get involved on the RICO. They have to get involved because this is not how a judicial system can be used. Second thing, some of these judges are elected. Most of them are uh, appointed. I think they can be impeached. So it's either, you know, you got to get some, not fight fire with fire because you don't want to become the monster that you're, you're battling. You haven't beaten the monster. Now, the Texas okay. judge, who, by the way, is a laughing stock, even the Democratic Party put in by Soros, she was elected. Yeah, uh, Judge uh, Guerra Gamble. And so you, you just have to put that on blast and vote them out where they're elected the next time they come up for election and impeach them where you can and have investigations like they're doing in Georgia now. They're going to get Fannie Willis investigated. I don't know if they have the political... By the way, speak to her. I know you only got a few minutes left, but then any other comments you want to make, appreciate the time. The arrogance of her to hire her boyfriend, to give him $600,000, to have him pay it back to her. I mean, just the arrogance of these people. Well, that's after she'd announced, you know, like, I don't date my inferiors because I don't want to make the taxpayers pay for this. 
it's the audacity of and the brazenness of the corruption. To them, I don't even think it's corrupt anymore. You, you ask the prosecution or Eugene Couch, like, no, this is justice. Deny someone I hate of all their defenses and you know, get a totally politically motivated verdict. You go to Georgia, oh, there's nothing corrupt about it. I'm allowed hiring who I want. Uh, and then paying them exorbitant amounts of money without running through the ethics process or the legal process of Georgia, then having them kick back some to me through, uh, what are those things when you go on boats, cruises, vacations, going to Australia, and the brazenness of all of it. It's immoral. It's debauchery. But it's brazen political corruption, and it needs to have the lid blown off so the public knows because... I don't care if you're a Democrat. This should shock your conscience. This is how this is how re empires end, when the courts get weaponized to go after adversaries. Uh, it, it, you, it, you will not evade being the one on the wall at some point in time. You might just get there later than others, but it will come for you, one way or the other. Well, that's why smart civilizations have chivalry and rules and don't do this. That's lasting civilizations. Civilizations end once this is done. I want to get closing comments from you with what else is on your radar in this huge subject and where you think this is going. But since you mentioned it, uh, here is Tucker Carlson talking about who is Reed Hoffman, this big Epstein associate. And, and then we have to understand that the judge in this second kangaroo court where, where Trump said he was innocent when he, when he was found guilty before, not of raping her, but of assaulting her, no evidence, that was $5 million. Now this is 80-something million dollars. The judge is the main famous corrupt judge that the Epstein cases were given to that protected King Charles's brother and, and went after the women and did all this. So it's literally an Epstein judge on top of it. So here's a couple of these clips back to back. A civilization activist Reed Hoffman, for example, is a major Haley supporter. Reed Hoffman is the founder of LinkedIn. He's a friend of Jeffrey Epstein's. He was a visitor to Pedo Island, in fact. He's also the guy who funded E. Jean Carroll's sexual assault case against Donald Trump. Reed Hoffman is a Democratic mega donor. In 2020, he gave a million dollars to David Brock's American Bridge Pack. That's a group designed to physically harass Republican candidates. Hoffman's money has also helped to prop up the authoritarian governor of California, Gavin Newsom, as well as many others on approximately the same team. So what's interesting is this cycle, Reed Hoffman is all in on Nikki Haley. His cash is paid for one of the most shameless propaganda operations in memory. So the very same people who told you four years ago that Joe Biden was a jovial, moderate grandfather is trying to return America to normal. Those same people are now trying to sell Nikki Haley as a conservative woman of principle. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which, the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. For, it just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating. I noticed this was uh, trending at the top of X today. Hundreds of millions of views of her and all the other loom ball stuff she does. Insane. Uh, Viva Fry, lawyer, talk show host, uh, really smart guy. Everybody, we're, we're going to air your great analysis from last night at the end of the show, coming up in a couple hours. Uh, but just any closing points you'd like to make that we haven't covered. Do not let them provoke you into doing something stupid, full stop. Public mockery, I don't think can be undervalued. I don't think it can be overvalued enough. Do not let them trigger you, provoke you into violence, threats, or whatever, because that is exactly what they want. These are, an these are antagonistic moves. They're the, they're the moves of a desperate, uh, failing monster, for lack of a better word. So don't let it provoke you into doing something stupid. Raise awareness, 
criticize the living hell out of it, put it on blast and shame them, but stay lawful, stay law abiding and don't do anything stupid. I totally agree. But you, you, I know you got to go, go to the, you know, your child's birthday party, but just, you got so many great points and I interrupted a lot. Any other facets you didn't cover of all this, you did great breakdowns of just how they're escalating it and it's getting more intense. If we don't stop this, what do you expect to come next? Um, they'll, they'll, they'll just, I think they'll keep coming with these judgments and, and empowering, you know, like the, the, the dominoes of momentum, uh, other jurisdictions to convict and, you know, keep taking this further. I, I got to all the points. I have to think I'll probably remember one when I'm driving and, and kick myself, but no, I mean, this, this we just pay attention to this. Don't overreact to it, put it on blast, but don't tolerate it. Even if you are politically inclined to do so, this is not a justice system. If it works like this, it is a pure kangaroo court system, show trial system communist type fashion whatever you want to call it it's punitive and it's not justice and that's this is how things fall apart well that's what you said at the end of that incredible analysis last night was it doesn't matter who you are what your political view is this is tyranny this will always blow back and i would never if, if they had trials of bill clinton and wouldn't let him put on a defense i'd say that he has to go free i mean it, it's better that you know uh a a a criminal go free than, than, than innocent people go to jail. I, I forget the famous saying, I think, by yeah, a U.S. A hundred guilty men go free than, than, you know, imprison one innocent person. But, but also appreciate, this is, in my view, when I, when I refer to it as communism, it's sort of like a, a, a colloquial term. This is the state finding a lawfare way of appropriating private assets. They go in, Trump, they fabricate the fraud charges against Trump in New York, overestimating his, his own property. Then they estimate it at a wildly lower than market rate. Then they'll say, all right, well, we need to disgorge you now of $300 million because that's your, that's your penalty. Oh, but Mar-a-Lago is only worth $30 million. I mean, this is a way a communist regime uh, misappropriates, usurps private assets. In, in New York with, with uh, what's her face, E. Jean Carroll, you got basically a communist jury saying, we like E. Jean Carroll politically. We do not like Donald Trump politically. So let's just take $100 million. From so Trump what it is is what Thomas Jefferson warned of. It's mob rule. Uh, weaponizing not, not just the judiciary, but uh, I guess the final judiciary, uh, the people. Incredible job, Viva Fry. People can find you at vivabarnslaw.locals.com and on X at Viva Fry. Thank you so much. Incredible job. Thank you very much. Anytime.